With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome. Miller and Condon on a Thursday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller with you for the next couple of hours as we talk sports with you. Returning back to uh, local sports here. And coming up on the program today, the BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. We're going to talk to uh, Randy Wayhofer from the Iowa Cubs, the Iowa Cubs. It was uh, made it official. Well, the Chicago Cubs made it official that Iowa will remain their AAA affiliate. I don't think the Cubs made any changes uh, through my, their minor league system. Uh, so good news for the folks who reside here in Central Iowa with that jewel of a ballpark in downtown Des Moines and uh, the Chicago Cubs farm hands making their way in most part for the most part uh, through Des Moines at uh, at least at some point in their career. So that affiliation remains. We'll catch up with Randy Wayhofer. Ask him if there were any, I don't know, moments that uh, it appeared that that might not be the case and what they plan going forward as to um, what they think is going to be the outline for a season, which I anticipate sometime in May. But Randy Wayhofer's with the team, and maybe he's got some more clarity on that. So we'll speak with him at about 10.25, 10.50-ish. Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. He joins us for his weekly appearance. We'll give his, uh, he's got a handful of games that he'll opine on for one of the few times uh, that he's joined us this season. I think maybe for only the second time. Uh, Lee had a, a losing week. Happens to the best of us. I don't know if that was the case for his clients, but it was for the games that he uh, went over with Trent and I. So he'll be here with us at 1050, Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. Wade Looking Bill is going to slide in at 1105. We're going to take a look at Cy Hawk. We'll take a look back uh, one more time to the UNI-Iowa game with Wade. Maybe look around at some of the uh, the other two teams in the state. UNI falls again yesterday to Richmond. Uh, Drake uh, is uh, off to a terrific start, uh, so we'll uh, pick Wade's brain on the the big four if you will at 11.05 gonna pause the program at about 11.20 11.25 we've actually uh kxno uh and community choice as well as des moines airport uh, the international des moines international airport um is going to give someone an opportunity to win tickets to the Big 12 championship game next weekend in Dallas. You also get $1,000. So it's four tickets. Game is sold out. Somebody's going to win four tickets. Uh, the draw is going to take place next Tuesday. But because of what we're in, instead of just giving away airline tickets with it, we're going to leave that up to our winner as to how they want to get down there. Still get the $1,000, but if you want to drive, 
Uh, you put the grand in your pocket and fill your gas tank on your way back. If you want to get there and back, you want to make it a you know, couple, three days uh, in a wonderful city that Dallas is, uh, you're more than welcome to do that as well. So we will uh, tell you more about that coming up here at 1120. If you want some information on it now, you can go to isuvip.com, isuvip.com. The details are there, but four tickets are going to be given away uh, coming up here next year. Tuesday. Uh, and then we'll get back to sports. Tommy Birch will join us from the Des Moines Register. Always like visiting with Tommy as we take a look at the uh, central Iowa, the landscape, the sporting landscape. We'll do so with Tommy. Kind of a, um, I don't know if you got it, called it a light night. I mean, uh, Cyhawk women's version mm-hmm. certainly was entertaining. I didn't see it. I followed it on Twitter. I, I thought there was TV, and I in, in the fourth quarter, I mean, here's the good thing. Lysakow was there, and every basket made, he tweeted. Okay. <laughs> so it's kind of like following a box score. Yeah, yeah. Or the ESPN Gamecast, if you will, by uh, following Chad on Twitter. Uh, but a remarkable uh, comeback for the uh, for Iowa as they, um, what, a 17-0 run at one point. And... Um, you know the best players on the on the, the respective teams certainly showed up last night. Uh, no doubt about it. Caitlin Clark and she's special. You know, watching her calling a number of her games at the high school level, she just carried herself different than any other player. I, I remember way back in the day, Nina Smith. You remember that yeah, name probably sure, from Waterloo. Yeah. And, and she went where Connecticut. She did. She yeah. went to UConn. He ended up. Uh, she ended up at Wisconsin. I want to okay. say is where maybe she finished her career. Wow, but there's a name that we haven't heard in a long time. You yeah. know, there's been these good talents that have come through. The Jones girls, really good, both of them, uh-huh. watching them at City High. But Caitlin Clark was different. She was consensus. Now, did they play for a state title against each other by chance? Do you know? Uh, you're racking my brain here. I, okay. If it did, I probably called it. Yeah. I don't think they played for a state championship. Okay. No, because Caitlin, her senior year, they didn't make it to the state tournament. They got upset in the regional final. And the year before, I think they lost in maybe the first round. It could have been the semifinals. Mm-hmm. can't remember offhand, but I don't believe they played against each other at the tournament. But saw the Jones girls play a couple of times against Central Iowa teams. Really talented. But Caitlin Clark's different. So Ashley's older than the, when you say the girls. Is there yes, one in two. high school still? Yes. Gotcha. So, well, no, she's now at Iowa State, Aubrey. Oh, so they're both there? Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, but Caitlin Clark, yeah, just incredible. Okay. She was a top five player nationally, and you can see why. Wow. She could have gone most anywhere, and most people anticipated she was going to go to Notre Dame. Great programs, mm-hmm. won national championships, mm-hmm. goes to Dowling, kind of connect the dots. Makes yeah, sense, right? right? Sure. And the story that was relayed to me, as you know, I have a few connections on the women's team over there, mm-hmm. and she was about two weeks away from when she was going to make her commitment. She asked all the coaches, just give me breathing space. You know, I, I just kind of want to make the decision, and the only team that actually did that was Iowa? Was Iowa. You're kidding. So Notre Dame pressured her throughout this, huh? I wouldn't say pressured her, but Didn't... the contact continued yeah, okay. even as she asked. Right. And wow. Iowa thought they were out. They also thought that she was going to end up in Notre Dame. That's That was their thought. But Bluter made the decision. We're going to go exactly what her wishes are. Mm-hmm. We're not going to kind of. How about that? Not a text, not a phone call, not an email, not a DM, nothing. And about two days before signing period... Somebody mentioned to the staff, have you talked to Caitlin lately? No, she asked us not to. Might want to give her a phone call. <laughs> Did, and she committed Isn't that, that evening. And it's such a crazy business. Sure. It'd be just recruiting. Well, it's great when they stay home, too, yes, right? in, in our state, which is, which is good for her. I did not know that story. So last night, the comeback, they're down huge. Just 
Iowa State dominated the so, first three quarters. Well, by the sounds of things, that's exactly what happened, right? So where was the game? It was BTN Plus. Now, okay. for people that want to go back, and I had a couple of people reach out, the regular BTN to go streaming, it should be available today. I haven't looked this morning if it is available, okay. but somebody had mentioned to me last night that they thought it would be available today, even if you don't have the ES, uh, the BTN Plus package, mm-hmm. that the regular streaming package, you can watch it you know, on your iPad or even screen it up to your TV and watch it that way. And I think a lot of people, maybe will fast forward Hawkeye fans to that fourth quarter right. and watch it there. But fun game. It really was. Clark, she's incredible. And you wonder, we saw... What Iowa did a couple of years ago with Gustafson and, and making that deep run, getting to an Elite Eight. Yep. You can't do it with one. But to get to that next tier, that next level, Iowa's been good. Iowa State's been good. But to get to that next level, you probably need more than just one you know, Ashley Jones. You need more than one mm-hmm. Caitlin Clark. But if you can get another player... Can they push those teams to that final step? Now, I, I don't know what your Iowa City connections are like when it comes to women's basketball, yeah. but how did Ashley Jones get to Iowa State? Did she just want to get out of her own backyard? She was not recruited by the Iowa staff, and it wasn't because of her talent, because she was an incredibly talented player herself. Uh, don't tell me where I think you're going. I mean, it's it, No doubt about it. Is that a fact? Her dad, who was ejected from the game last night. Before the game. Before the, right, right. Before the game. That's why they that didn't recruit her, because of him? And it wasn't only him. Or only the Iowa staff. There were staffs across the country. That stayed away. The dad, Brian, is nuts. I mean, it just he is a crazy, crazy person. From everybody I've talked to over there that has ever had any kind of dealings with him, nothing but terrible stories. I have oh. never heard one positive, oh, you just don't know him. You know those kind of things? Mm-hmm. That kind of pro- No, not once. Every single person I have heard from talk to yeah well when you get to know him a little bit never get those stories it is the stories are true the guy is nuts ejected before the game Mm -hmm. he was not sitting in his seat not sitting in his seat well i saw a tweet from connor mccaffrey Mm -hmm. before and i had no idea what it meant he said that he just was and i'm paraphrasing he's just so he just witnessed someone get kicked out of a out of a game before the game had started so kind of well that's odd (laughs) but i didn't think anything of it Mm -hmm. And then uh, the story came out, I guess, at some point after. Uh, that, that's, so as, as good as she is, in Iowa's backyard, mm-hmm. literally, they didn't recruit her because of Pops. And uh, some, I talked to a, a buddy that went to his restaurant a couple years ago. He's got a restaurant. I think it's in Solon, or, or at least it's up a little bit north of, of Iowa City. Right. Jonesy's. Yeah. And uh, was wearing Hawkeye gear. He was asked to leave. Because they hadn't recruited his daughter. It's asked to leave. Yeah, asked to leave for wearing a Hawkeye sweatshirt. Didn't want the business. <laughs> the business. It's that good. He also last year or earlier this fall had an incident with uh, there was a construction company. Yeah, I read about that one this yeah. morning. He was uh, so his restaurant over there. Yeah. This is from uh, our police report. This is 1630 KCJJ over in Iowa City. A roofer at Quick Care called dispatchers on the afternoon of October 12th and said a man was mad at him and took his ladder. Various witnesses told police they saw Jones take the ladder from the side of the building and bring it into his restaurant, then throw the ladder back in the back. So, so the construction he, guys weren't on the roof and, and looking to use that ladder to get off the roof. Do you know that part? I'd heard that part of it. That yes. you think is true? Yes. That. So the, they're up there and he said, to hell with you guys. I'm going to take your ladder. You want down to go to... Ch- yep. Wow. That's who we're talking about here. Well, I read something that apparently his restaurant is close to a, a Subway or a Jimmy John's or something. Uh-huh. 
and when there were cars that would be going through the drive-through, mm-hmm. that he would be standing yelling at them for not coming to his uh, to his restaurant. Doesn't sound so out of character. So these are true stories, is what you're saying. We got a police report for this one. It's just time after time yeah. after time. There is wildness. Yeah. I, so the, you know what? That's too bad because um, obviously it's too bad for for Ashley and yeah. her sister and Aubrey. Yeah, um, who are incredibly talented players, and everybody I've talked to about them. So they're sweet, they're nice, they're great And they've great dealt with kids. this their entire life? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, he, look, the story should be the game, It right? should be, but unfortunately it's not. This adds an extra layer to it. You know, when the girls were at City High, for the longest time, he if he went to games, and, and there was a time he wasn't allowed to go to the games. So because, this wasn't the first time he was kicked no, out, is no. what you're saying. He, berating officials, my buddies that officiated have had to kick them out themselves. Um, he was not allowed at City High Games for a time. Then when he was finally allowed back in, he had to sit by an administrator or the school district in order to be at the game. This is the kind of person that we're talking about. And the crazy thing is, these girls, great girls, from everything people huh. say, luckily, the apple fell far, far from the tree in this case. Wow, that's, uh, that's disappointing. Uh, I, 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 just, I didn't know anything about it. It's yeah. the first I've heard. Anyways, well, good, uh, good for the Hawks. Uh, as they come from behind last night, I saw I saw a tweet this morning. Iowa State has not beaten Iowa in football, men's or women's basketball, or wrestling since December the seventh, two thousand and seventeen. Nothing. The football winning streak is at what five games, six Wait, games? Uh, well, f- f- four for sure, uh, because we know that uh, uh, Campbell hasn't beaten Ferris. Um, Bluter has owned Fenley over yeah, this last five straight while. now, and. Um, was Niang the last time that they won? 2017. No, he would have been gone at that point. It would have been Bohannon's freshman year. Okay. Because he's got a chance tomorrow to go to 4-1. it's been a long time, is the point being. Yes. And we know wrestling, mm-hmm. with what Brands has got going on over there. So, boy, that's uh, that's crazy. And I don't look for that to end tomorrow. Let's, no. Let's no. be honest. Uh, point spread will be coming out at some point, And I'm sure we'll make that a part of our Claxons giveaways we do each and every Friday at about 11.45 here. Well, back to football tonight. You know, I took a look at the... Um, uh, the local maps, television maps. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that for this week? Trent, I'm surprised that the... Here are the late... Fox has the doubleheader. New Orleans, Philadelphia, Green Bay, Detroit, Washington, San Francisco, Atlanta Chargers. It's not a sh- That's not the shiniest group mm-hmm. of games. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are working the early game. Minnesota, Tampa Bay... Don't you think that one would have been the one that would have got flexed into that late window? You That's wonder, the best game. You know, with and with the flexing that they do and, and how much movement they can have between the early and late games, have they already used it as their rule? And we've already used Tampa in the late window. You can only use them a certain amount of times. Mm-hmm. Wonder if that's a piece of it, perhaps. But yeah, absolutely. That's On the a surface, terrible slate of late games. New Orleans, Philadelphia coming into the year. Thought that would be pretty good. Mm hmm. But backup versus well, I don't know backup if you know what what they're calling Hurts now is he? I mean he's starting, right, but right. Green Bay, Detroit. You got to think Green Bay's going to paste them. Detroit had a nice win over your Bears, who mm-hmm. by the way are shut down. Did you see that? I did. Uh, there was a COVID inside of Hallis Hall. Now the game is still on. They haven't done anything along those lines, but the Bears will not get together and practice today. Washington, nice story coming off a win on Monday against San Francisco and Atlanta and L.A. That's a terrible late window. So the early window for CBS, it's got to be the Chiefs, right? That's who they're going to give us. Yes. But Eastern Iowa gets the Bears-Houston. Now, I know, because I live there, Eastern Iowa, there are not the number of Chiefs fans sure. that there are here. Still, you're over there. 
I mean, isn't that the game you want to see? I understand there's Bears fans and a lot of Bears fans in Eastern Iowa. But do you, well, you want to you want to go down with your ship. You as bad as Denver is, I'm going to watch him every week through yeah. Week 17. I guess you're right. And I got the ticket, so it doesn't matter. But sure. just thinking of the people over there, and right? Probably makes the most business sense. I mean, we talk about here; it is very close. The four regional teams in the NFL. It's mm-hmm. it really is. It's it's splitting hairs. I think it, it is. That's why we give each of them. We try anyway. Mm-hmm. We're we're kind of lacking a little bit on the Vikings front. But um, see, here's the thing. We got, I get asked all what happened to Paul Allen. Why don't you ever have Paul Allen on your show? It's nothing to do with Paul Allen. We're on the air at the same time. Yeah, he's on from nine to noon. Right, and I don't want to tape him at twelve fifteen today and play him right. tomorrow, especially in this season. Right, or any. Yeah, I mean, I just don't want to do that because mm-hmm. it's kind of old news, right? right. And so we don't. Uh, and I'd love to have PA on, but he's not changing his time slot. Right. And knock on wood, we're not changing our time slot because this is, I mean, I've done them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the exception of two to four, this to me is just perfect. You can recap last night, preview tonight, and there's still little meat on the bone, whichever right. way you're going, right? By the time you work in the afternoon drive, by the time you're going back to a game from yesterday, a couple of shows have already had their yeah. kick at the can. So, yeah, you know, where, where does how can your opinion be different? Anyways, that's a little inside baseball, a little bit too much, perhaps. But, yeah, I was just I was just um, kind of disappointed in the late window. Mm-hmm. But, the two, but prime time this week, Trent, that's where it's at. The prime time schedule, both Sunday and Monday. Pittsburgh in Buffalo, there's so much on the line here. Chiefs fans are going to be glued because right now Pittsburgh has the tiebreaker because their loss was to an AFC opponent. Meanwhile, um, no, that's not true. The, the Chiefs lost to the Raiders and Pittsburgh was Washington. Uh, to Washington. So out of conference. So that's that's why it's not... It's, it's conference not, record. Right. And... It's not held against them yes. as opposed to the Raiders versus the Chiefs. And then Monday night's pretty good as well. Baltimore and Cleveland. I'm excited for that AFC one. North matchup. Cleveland on the come. Baltimore treading water, but uh, certainly looked good this past week. So uh, I think the primetime slots are the best this weekend. Wisconsin, Iowa uh, will get down to business. There's still been no determination yet on Washington and Oregon. Washington, the Huskies, have shut down um, practice as of yesterday. And the reason we bring that up is... They're in the 3 o'clock slot on Fox. Mm-hmm. Iowa and Wisconsin are uh, relegated is not, uh, not the right term, but that's where they are. They're on FS1 at 2.30. I would think um, that if indeed the Oregon-Washington game cannot be played, that they would just move over Iowa-Wisconsin. Wouldn't you mean a big two Big Ten schools? Yeah, two brands that certainly TV-wise show up. Their relationship is with the Big Ten and the right. Pac-12, but the, and well, the Big Twelve too. But uh, the um, yeah, I, I so watch for that if you're if you're a Hawkeye fan. Um, if if Oregon Washington, if indeed that game does uh, have to be canceled, because we're at the point now where games are canceled, not and that one it's officially canceled, isn't it? No, it's not. It's not, not. not yet. I've, at least I looked, and I know Washington is shut down. But as of the last time I checked, I have not seen anything definitive that the game has been canceled. Interesting. Yeah, I, and you know, just scrolling through Twitter, sometimes you miss things or misread it because what I thought I was reading yesterday is the game was off. And, and that's how I read it and figured if they're going to move a game over there. If you're Fox, does anything else go into it? I mean, it's same broadcasters. You don't have to change that. Nope. There's no. nothing you really have I to think do. It's, I think it's a flip of a switch. You would think so. Maybe, maybe simulcast it on both. 
Right. Because FS1's going to need some content. All right, so last thing before we get to our break, and we'll get Randy Wayhofer in here. Um, what we've been speculating for weeks, uh, and it's no surprise, Ohio State was moved in uh, to the Big Ten championship game. Here's my question to you, Trent, and uh, um, other folks uh, of similar ilk who like to dabble a little bit on sports. You know, when I spoke with Brian Arilko from the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission yesterday, I should have asked him this question. So if you bet Indiana to win the Big Ten championship, yep, right, they were now removed from an opportunity to play for a Big Ten championship, right? They were. They would have been favored over Wisconsin? Over Northwestern? Oh, no, 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 beg your pardon. Over Northwestern? Probably. Yeah. I think so. Three and a half, something like that. So my point is, if you bet Indiana, mm-hmm. that ticket's got to be refunded. No, no. But, but you, you, you have out to of your win, control. You have to win the championship game, though. But, but you should have played, and they changed the rules after you made your bet. I think the tickets say... Who wins that championship? They do. I remember back when... But wouldn't you be pissed if you've got Indiana to win the Big Ten championship? What would they have been preseason? Oh, 12, 15 to 1, 20? Oh, higher than 80 to 1. Eight, to win the Big Ten? Yeah. Because you got to get by Ohio State. Okay, I, so if you're... Whatever they were... Mm-hmm. No, that's way higher than I would have thought. But whatever Indiana was, they, they to no fault of their own... Big Ten set the rules. Ohio State was ineligible until yesterday because of the fact that they wouldn't have met the criteria as far as games played. You got to be pissed off, don't you? If you're holding an Indiana ticket, what's what's your first thing you're doing? Well, yeah, I, I'm I'm looking at the very least for a refund of the bet. Right. But, I'm not saying you have to pay it. Right. But for all intents and purposes, you kind of knew what was going to happen, right? I mean, the, they lost to Ohio State. Yep. But Ohio State shouldn't have qualified because the rules that the Big Ten put in place prior to the season starting is you've got to play a certain amount of games or you're not eligible to play in the championship. And if you don't play in the championship, you can't win the championship. So Ohio State was out until yesterday at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Indiana, and I'm holding a ticket, I'll say 50 to 1. I think 81 is too high. Um, but if I'm holding a ticket at 50 to 1, I'm PO'd. They would have been favored over Northwestern. That eh, doesn't mean they would have won, but still. You don't see it that way? No, not at all. As a sport, as a better, I thought that you would have been clearly no. on this path. 50 to 1, yeah, is the uh the preseason odds uh to win it. Penn State 6 to 1, Michigan 7 to 1. Northwestern, you could have got it 66 to 1 well, before the year. Yeah, they don't have to play Ohio State. <laughs> right. Well, now they do. Now they do. Right. I believe just because of the way that the ticket is written, and it is the winner of that championship mm-hmm. game that you lost. I but That's you the made the bet knowing the, the the rules that were in place. Maybe you made the bet because of in the back of your mind. Yeah. You know what? This isn't a bad play. Let's say something happens and Ohio State goes off the rails and either they get a COVID or their team's on their which is exactly what happened. Right. No, that's a good point. I I guess I didn't even think of it that fashion. Just I remember the year that both Penn State and Ohio State weren't eligible. Wisconsin went to the championship game and I had a buddy that had a ticket at a really good price. Mm-hmm. Would they, is that the game where they scored 70 on Nebraska? I think it was, yeah. In the championship. It was awful. And they were like, but Wisconsin was finished like 9-4 or mm-hmm. something like that, something ridiculous by the end of the season. But 
It's just who wins that championship yeah. game. That's the way that I look at it, but you're right. If I was Indiana and I kind of played it thinking that, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take some of these long shots in the East right. just because of the great price that you're going to get because there might be cancellations. What if Fields You'd have an argument. You, I think you would, too. I think you would, too. By the way, I want to say this. Uh, if you're, if Trent and I both subscribe to The Athletic. Did you read Scott Dockerman and his... Colleague that covers Wisconsin for the athletic, Jesse something. Jesse Temple. Jesse Temple. They went back to the 2010 Wisconsin-Iowa game and and interviewed a boatload of principals on both Stanzi, McNutt, mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of uh, Gabe Karimi, Tolzine, Monte Ball, a bunch of players that played in that football game. Trent, it's a fantastic read. It really, of course, that was the fake punt. Mm-hmm. Bielam is a part of it. Ference is a part of it. Have you had an opportunity? It's a long read. Have you read it? Is it one that came out a while ago? No, it's recent, I think. Well, okay. you know what? Because Doctorman did a piece about that game within the last year. So unless it's just something that was you know re-put out again before the game this season. Because I remember very recently Doc doing something similar to that. Maybe it's just an addition to it, but one way or the other. I, I've read pieces of it, and even if it's the same one, I'm going to go back and read oh, it again. It's, it was it's that a game. great read. No, and I mean, what, a, what a, uh, a huge, huge football game, the way it turned out and the wasting the timeouts and and uh, and Stanzi going back and reliving what was going through his mind when he did so, you know, when he called timeout late in the football mm-hmm. game and uh, clock management. Imagine that was an issue with the Hawks. Oh, here we are. Really? <laughs> uh, it's been going on for a while. This isn't new. Well, we will take a timeout. We'll talk to Randy Wayhofer from the Iowa Cubs next. We're a little bit late. Lee Sterling coming up. Wade Looking Bill and Tommy Birchmiller and Condon underway on a Thursday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and Owen 106.9. may lose value. Welcome back, Miller and Condon. COVID has decimated the economy, and this holiday season is especially challenging. Folks who've lost precious work hours or their employment altogether, and many are struggling to put food on the table. If you need help or you can help, visit foodbankiowa.org. Well, the staff from the Iowa Cubs was at the Food Bank of Iowa yesterday. They had a morning shift, an afternoon shift, kind of a little competition amongst the staff who was going to pack the most, uh, the highest number of pounds. Wayhofer, good to talk to you, Randy. Did you win or did the morning team win? Um, so technically the morning team had a higher total, but they had three more people. We both won our weight class, so to speak. We, uh, we both set individual records for the amount of people on the shift. So I I guess we both won. Hopefully the food bank won. Yeah. You know what? That's that they're the winners and, um, and central Iowa is and good for you guys down at the Iowa Cubs for, uh, for both of you, uh, both shifts going down there and doing that at a, uh, a very critical time, uh, for few, for food and food insecurities throughout the entire country, quite frankly. Uh, Randy, let's, uh, great to talk to you, by the way. It's been a while. Uh, we've made it there. You guys made it through the season, uh, last year with, without a season. Uh, but now you know that the, um, the partnership between the Chicago Cubs and the AAA affiliate that's been here for the longest time remains in place. So it seemed like, at least on the outside, that there was no way that the Chicago Cubs were going to, because to, to us, it seems like the relationship is perfect. Proximity to Chicago, you guys have a first-class facility, dot, 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 you seemingly check all the boxes. But, Randy Wayhofer, were there some 
tense moments at all until the actual decision was made, until you heard that there's going to be no change? Were there some pins and needles moments, Randy? Um, I don't want to over-exaggerate, you know, but you always wonder. Um, uh, you don't. You never know until you know. I mean, we had no indication ever that anything would change, and this is really only the first step. You know, this was the fact that we kind of cleared the first hurdle and we've been invited, but there's still there's still some things to get through in terms of how this new relationship is going to work uh, that needs to be evaluated and finalized uh, and things they even haven't sent yet from the major league level. So uh, certainly this is the uh, an important and an exciting first step. Um, but, yeah, you, 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 the, the thing that I think we wondered about the most was um, all of the traditional rules of who could be a triple A, who could be a double A, were, were getting blown up a little bit. And they've changed kind of the, um, the geography of the classifications and, and things like that. So, uh, um, you know, we felt pretty good about the fact that we had controlled the things that we could control um, in, in even in a strange time. And uh, we had never indication, any indication from the Cubs that any, they felt any differently, but when it comes to this kind of stuff, you never know until you know, and, and yesterday was a good first step to take. So with all the changes we're seeing, the affiliations that have gone away, we see our neighbors over on the on the river, over on the Mississippi, and a couple of those organizations no more in the minor league system. What is going to be different for you guys? What do you believe, what do you know right now, and what do you anticipate is going to look different now with this new minor league system? Well, uh you know, what we call things will probably be different. I don't know if there will be a Pacific Coast League mm-hmm. or it's just a division of AAA baseball or, uh, uh, you know, that will kind of be dictated to us. I think some of the uh, those league structures will probably change a little bit. Um, I don't think for folks sitting in the stands watching the game, you'll notice much different at all. Um, you know, there will be different rules about – What's our expense? What's major league's expense? What's a reimbursable expense? You know, who we're playing, who they're affiliated with. But those kinds of things change periodically over the years, too. Um, you know, I, I think that the business of baseball is changing, but um, like anything, uh, if we do our job at the customer service level uh, for fans coming to games post COVID, uh, fireworks on Friday, cold beer, hot dogs, <laughs> and all those kinds of things it shouldn't shouldn't change much at all, especially with the um, the continuation with with the Chicago Cubs. Have you heard anything, Randy, that the uh, the major league roster may expand at least early in the season, which I would guess technically might keep some of the guys that we would normally see down here uh, at least for a little while uh, away from you know playing AAA. Have you heard of roster expansion? I've heard lots of different things, and I think that's what Major Major League Baseball is trying to figure out. Um, it seems the most common thing that I've heard is that Major League Baseball is really is really intent on not losing another year of player development because right. the Major League product is going to suffer in four years, if not sooner, if the next crop of players aren't playing uh, as they did in, in 2020. Uh, so there are ways to do outdoor sports successfully um, with measures, and, and they're trying to figure all of those out. I think at the AAA level, there is a great interest to run our season concurrent with whatever the major league season mm. is going to run so that the players closest to being needed at the major league level are available and competing uh, and doing it in a way that most 
closely replicates what they need to do uh, at Wrigley Field as opposed to being somewhere where they're playing simulated games and, and hitting off a pitching machine. So uh, if COVID concerns force some of the lower levels to, you know, spring training to start a little later to keep separation in the facilities yeah. uh, and, and things, I suppose lots of things are on the table. But in a perfect world, uh, the major league season and the triple A season should run pretty parallel uh, with one another. So what do you think will we will definitively know? Because I had heard, you know, there's been so much kicked around, right? There was not too long ago we heard, and we did hear the fact that they would keep the, the minor league and the major league clubs apart. Um, but I had not heard that they of the, the concurrent scenario that you threw out there. So basically you're saying it would be like it normally is, right? We'll use April the 1st opening day for the major leagues. A week later, AAA baseball starts. I had heard that maybe they might push back AAA until May, uh, but you're saying that might not be the case. Well, I think everybody could be pushed back till May. That could be one scenario. I, I think when you think about just think in general about Major League Baseball and how it works when in a normal year 50 guys come to camp to get to a 25-man roster and whether it's 26 or 28 or whatever because of injuries, uh, competition, and all those things, you're going to still want 50 players uh, in that Major League spring training camp. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you have the Major League side and the Minor League side of your facility. Um, So if you keep the guys who are not on that 40-man roster in that Major League Invitation list out, you can use both of the clubhouse facilities and all the, the things there to do some distancing and, and, and protocols uh, to keep that as a controlled environment as possible. But if the Major League season is ready to start and you're down to 26, what are you going to do with those 24 guys yeah, great point. in the meantime? So it only makes sense to keep them playing. Uh, at your AAA level, because those are most of the guys that start the season with us anyway. So maybe fewer guys ask for their release at the end of camp and go to a different team because of COVID. It's all the same guys. Sometimes they switch uniforms uh, and look for the better opportunity for their fit or what have you, and and there may still be some of that. So I think that's where the details will be a little bit different. But when you just think about how is a major league roster constructed for opening day, and that process, it lends itself to a triple-A season being right there with it because you don't want to shut down all those pitchers after you've built them up, but they weren't the guys that you wanted mm-hmm. to start the season with. The reality is, is though, for your guys' business, you need people inside the buildings. So let's go to that avenue, taking a look at what spring is possibly going to look at, what a vaccine is going to be. What are you guys doing just to get prepared and, and knowing you're probably going to have to be very light on your feet, going to have to be able to change direction very quickly, but where are you guys inside your meetings every day getting ready for a season whenever that may start? You know, we, we've started our planning based on a what we call our baseline scenario of what is the bare minimum of what we could allow. And what we learned last summer from hosting the high school tournament and the events that we did, you know, the guidance that the CDC is is putting out, the anticipation of what might be different by April comes as some of the vaccine news keeps rolling out and some of the vaccines themselves keep rolling out. So we will, you know, we will, we are working on our plans of what is the fewest amount of people that will be allowed to have and any step we take that's better than that, we know how to do those things. Um, and, 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 and work forward, so to speak, from there instead of backwards. Um, you know, it's kind of our working idea 
here that once the vaccine is readily available to anyone who wants it, we should be able to be back to what we do uh, in selling tickets and groups and, and things. We'll certainly make adjustments in our concession operations and the picnic service is going to look different than it did um, because I, I think some of the health and safety things we've learned through COVID apply even if COVID isn't the biggest concern. Uh, you know, so having someone serve the food in the All You Can Eat Budweiser Club instead of taking your own food out of the buffet line, some of those adjustments may happen. But once everybody has a chance to get that vaccine, you know, unless the CDC is making different kinds of recommendations, we're certainly going to follow along. But it seems to make sense to us that if you're available to get that vaccine, if you choose not to, that's your risk to take. Um, and coming to a place where there might be a lot of people. Now, if the rules change between now and then, we'll, we'll adhere, but that seems to be the logical step that, steps that we would like to and, and expect to follow. You know, uh, look, from, a, from afar, if you will, from the outside, we see uh, they, you guys weren't able to have a season. Uh, that was certainly unfortunate, but it's more than that, right? I mean, December, you guys are usually holiday parties. The Cub Club is, uh, is I believe, it's still closed. Uh, the holiday parties, I got to think, were, were off the table. What about the store, Randy? A lot of people like to, you know, Christmas shop uh, at the iCub store. Uh, why don't you uh, go over those three and tell us where you're out on those yeah the, the 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 cub club uh will not continue um even when things get back oh really uh it will not be a uh, breakfast and lunch full service restaurant uh any longer we will adapt that space to be a new premium group area uh in the ballpark and and uh, have some more information about that as as we get closer and are able to have a better understanding of where it can start and where we can build it to uh, from there. We will still continue to do private events and non-game day events uh, and things in that space um, once the COVID restrictions are, are lifted. So uh, our Sodexo Centerplay staff will continue to host holiday parties and weddings and receptions and all those things uh, in that area um, uh, and, and, and create that for the community but it won't be a breakfast and lunch opportunity any longer. And it won't be a membership only uh, opportunity during games. We'll, we'll have a new open to the public option and uh, some, some specialty areas that you can get as, as part of that. Um, you know, so we haven't been doing that kind of activity this year, uh, which, which is unfortunate. Uh, you know, normally we're making a huge season ticket push, but it's really hard. We have such a, a wonderful, loyal season ticket base. Uh, and many have rolled over their tickets. If we need to be in some sort of reduced seating capacity, uh, you know, when the season starts, there's a lot of work to be done there. Uh, and so we're monitoring that very closely. Um, you know, so it's even hard to be out promoting ticket packages uh, and, and things because we just don't know how much space that we're going to have uh, for people. But the team store is open. Uh, we prefer online. Everything is available mm-hmm. online. We've got uh, free shipping options and all sorts of, you know, uh, you can come pick up curbside. We'll bring it out to you uh, and do some of those protocols. Uh, if if with the stadium is open every day, we're on a reduced rotating staff, so we're not all here all the time, uh, but we're here to be able to wear our masks and work together and, and get our work done. Uh, and shop will be open every day, 9 to 5, and we'll be open until 2 o'clock on Christmas Eve. And then we'll close, and for the first time ever, um, close the office completely uh, the week between Christmas and nice. New Year. 
Um, so uh, there's not a lot of business that gets done uh, during that time uh, from a sponsorship and, and ticket basis anyway uh, to just keep people apart and safe at the height of flu and and season and, and all the COVID concerns. Um, you know, we're, and then we'll be back ready to go after the first of the year. And, and hopefully the news will continue to be positive on cases diminishing, uh, vaccines being out and about and, and in getting into our community and hopefully making a, a positive impact here and, and around the country and the world. Play ball. Can't wait for those two words. Randy Wayhofer from the Iowa Cubs. Randy, good to catch up with you again. Appreciate you coming on. We'll do so uh, when the calendar turns to 2021. Thanks, Randy. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Trent. Good to talk to you. Randy Wayhofer, happy holidays, buddy, uh, to you and the staff down uh, at uh, Principal Park. Nice out of them for uh, volunteering at the Food Bank of Iowa. Yeah. Having a little competition amongst cutting the staff in half. That uh, Good for them. Uh, we'll take a time out. By the way, Brian Arilko from the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission. Mm-hmm. I text him during the last break. Talking about our, if you have an Indiana to win the Big Ten ticket. Right. Either before the season or somebody texted us after the season. During the season. During the season. Right. You see everything happen with Ohio State? Well, I'm going to get one of these tickets. Right. Because they can't win. They're not going to play enough games. They're not eligible. Change it. What did Rilko say? (laughs) You're out of luck. (laughs) So I was right. Yeah, it just doesn't feel right. But the, you know what this feels like? And I'm against this normally, you know, the, the hard luck or whatever they call yes. it, the second chance. This needs to be a refund. Yeah. This bet needs to be refunded. Middle of the middle of the season, to your point, or to uh, Jeff Johnson, who tweeted at us uh, during segment, if, you know, it's October and we see Ohio State, oh, they had to miss a game. Mm-hmm. You know, if they miss two more. They're out. The best team in the Big Ten's not going to be. So who's the second best team? Whoa, a juicy price here in Indiana? I'd be pissed holding that ticket. Yeah. I would be pissed. Uh, we'll talk to Lee Sterling next. Speaking of wagering on sports, Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 101.0. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Time to talk to our friend Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. They're going to go over a number of games, and we'll get Lee's uh, Game of the Week. Lee, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Lee, just real quick before we get into your games, uh, we've been tossing this around on the show a little bit here. Uh, if you bet Indiana prior to the season to win the Big Ten, you got, you got them at 50-1, to 1, and... Uh, prior to 3 o'clock yesterday, they were in the Big Ten championship game only to have the rug pulled up from underneath them. Wouldn't you be a little hot under the collar, Lee? Oh, yeah. I mean, but th- this decision, well, there probably is only one or two people in the country that did sure. <laughs> and, they, and they probably follow uh, the program you know, very closely. But uh, And it's been a great story. It's all about money. Sure it is. Yeah, I get the move. I get it. I just was yeah. from a sports betting angle. They got to refund those tickets, and I'm not sure they will. Some will. No, they're not. They're not. You know, sometimes some of these offshores, what they'll do is uh, they will refund them. It's like you know, maybe there's a bad call. We've seen a couple right. that happened mm-hmm. in a couple instances, and you know, you want to do it to your to your preferred clientele, and you want them to come back. And you know, sometimes they do it as a goodwill gesture. It'd be a nice goodwill gesture. I think maybe a couple offshores will do it. I doubt that Vegas does it though. 
DraftKings, uh, I was able to get a refund on the Purdue-Minnesota game that Friday night game. Oh, the bad call. On the bad offensive yeah. pass interference call. So, yeah, there's goodwill out there, and let's hope that's the case if you do have a Hoosiers ticket. Let's get into the Big Ten here with your picks this week, Lee. Let's start with Minnesota as they have Nebraska this week. Haven't seen the Gophers in a while. Not sure how much boat mm. rowing they've been doing. Nebraska starting to play some better football. Big number here, though, 10.5. What do you see, Lee? Yeah, so Scott Frost was stuck. I mean, last year he had Nova draw and also Andrew Bunch at quarterback. And in that game, they played Minnesota. They lost 38-7. Uh, they just did not have many options. Now he's got a full playbook with Martinez. And this gopher defense is bad. I mean, almost, I mean, at, at, at levels we've never seen before. They're allowing 7.71 yards per play in five games. So... Every three downs, just think that. That's like 23, 24 yards they're allowing. I mean, that is that is this horrific. Uh, after the Wisconsin Axe game was canceled, the Gophers' standout receiver, Rashad Bateman, he said, no, I'm done. I'm not playing anymore. Um, they just don't have the receivers uh, to go against this Nebraska secondary, which I think they're going to have some – Pretty good uh, tight coverage on their receivers. They're going to lock them down because they're going to have to throw the ball here. I think Nebraska's coming on. Blow out city. Sometimes you got to lay it if you want to play it. I like Nebraska big, 47-16. Uh, Wisconsin, a slight favorite over the Hawks. Yeah, and it started off as, as Iowa's a favorite, but uh, the story here is Graham Mertz, the first game, everyone was talking about that record for consecutive mm-hmm. completions, probably up until maybe a week or two. Now this team is just trying to get a win to have a winning season at three and two. So Wisconsin, normally a running team, they're just not running the football effectively. Uh, they even had a rushing touchdown in in each of the last two games. They've totaled over thirteen points here. You know, I was probably going to be conservative. That's the only reason they probably won't pull away. But I think Iowa wins this game 27-20. Going with the Hawkeyes, Danny Davis, one of those weapons for Mercer. Looks like he's out for Wisconsin. Let's jump to the NFL Sunday Night Football, a good one. Pittsburgh off the loss. Now they got Buffalo, who looked great. Yeah, so uh, I had had been touting uh, that that Pittsburgh was going to lose, and it finally happened. And so I felt good about that. I, I just think, though, that Pittsburgh's going to bounce back here. Now they've hit rock bottom. They had some guys on defense. Both their defensive ends, uh, they weren't performing their assignments correctly. They were just going after the quarterback. Even Baltimore made the game close because they took advantage of it. So sometimes you got to hit rock bottom to come back up. Now, when they played last year, Devin, remember Devlin Hodges? He was the quarterback. He threw one touchdown, but he had four interceptions to go in that game. They gained only 229 yards. That's why they lost 17-10. But Bills usually they have a history of underperforming in featured night games. Uh, so, hey, they look good against San Francisco, but this is the big boys here. And if Pittsburgh was undefeated, might look to Buffalo here. But I think Pittsburgh, uh, they're going to hit on some big plays down the field here. I think Buffalo's DBs can be had, and Pittsburgh won't drop the passes like they had the last couple weeks. I like Pittsburgh. I think they rebound 28-20 over Buffalo. Tampa Bay has hit some bad times. They're coming off a bye. Here come the Vikings. Tampa Bay just under a touchdown favorite. Yeah, so this Minnesota team, you know, once they started off 0-3, all of a sudden they found themselves, and uh, they've beaten on the road. Houston, Green Bay, and the Bears. Uh, Adam Thielen's back from from dealing with COVID here, and uh, you know people think of, of Tom Brady 
and this Tampa Bay is a better team at home. Not the case. In fact, of his 11 interceptions this year, nine have come at home. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, he's heating up 14 touchdowns, just two interceptions in the last five games. Minnesota, terrible as a favorite, didn't cover the last two weeks at home, but on the road getting six and a half points. I think Tampa Bay wins the game 30-27, to 27, but I'll take the six and a half in Minnesota. I think this is a one-possession game. Finish up with Brian Flores' Dolphins against Kansas City. Fun one here. Touchdown the number, Chiefs favored. Yeah, so Miami at 8-4 and four is way ahead of schedule in the second year of a rebuild plan. Uh, next year they should have a full complement as far as their roster. They still have some holes. They have Houston's 1-2 and two, uh, pick next year in the draft, which should certainly help that. But, I mean, it's a, it's a roster that's just not quite there yet. Why are they winning? Why are they 8-4? and four? 21 takeaways and great special teams play. But the Chiefs aren't going to take this game lightly. Uh, they want to get that number one seed. They're tied for it with Pittsburgh now. And uh, there's only one bye this year uh, in each conference. So uh, the Chiefs have won their last 11 road or neutral site games. Miami's cornerback, Xavier Howard, incredible. Eight interceptions on the year. But he can't cover both the Cheetah and Travis Kelsey at, at one time here. Uh, Miami also is going to be without... A uh, really steady left guard, Eric Flowers, until his injury, suffering, suffering an ankle injury in the game last week. He played every single down, so losing their left guard is big here. I think Kansas City, just too much right now. 38-24 over Miami. 30 seconds to tell our listeners about Paramount Sports, Lee. Well, we're going to stay on this run here. 11 out of 14 winning weeks uh, in football. Uh, UFC, 25 out of 34 winning cards. Basketball, off to an 18-5-1 and one start, so how about this? Five games up and available for football this weekend. Just $55, and one of them will be our 45-unit selection in college football. Uh, we're 49-17-1 on these rare 40-50-unit to 50 unit selections. So five games, just $55. How do you get it? ParamountSports.com. Talk to you in a weekly. Thank you. All right. Good Thanks, to talk guys. to you. Hour two coming up next, 1460-106.